Bible begins with these words, in the beginning, God. Very simply, we're introduced to someone, to a person, to God. It then carries on the sentence, in the beginning, God created the heavens and the earth. This one who exists, this God, is a maker. He is a creator. He is the one who stands before all other things and before time. He's therefore omnipotent and omnipresent and not bound by time. This is the God whose today's line of the creed is about where it says, I believe in God, the Father Almighty, and then today's line, maker of heaven and earth. Today, when it comes to thinking about things like heaven and earth, there tends to be a bit of a clash of worldviews. People thinking that they're either on one side or on the other. How do we relate to uh, heavens and earth as Christians or as scientists? Is there a, a gap or an argument between science and faith, perhaps? Some views are trying to push God out of the picture. Some views are trying to bring him in. It's funny, a lot of Christians today think that the Big Bang Theory is this uh, concept which is against the Bible, and we don't know if we believe in it or not, but something that's so funny is that when the Big Bang Theory was first being proposed, it was really quite forcefully opposed by some of the leading physicists. There's a man called Sir Fred Hoyle, who was very opposed to religion being brought into science, and he said this, about the Big Bang Theory. He said, the Big Bang Theory requires a recent origin of the universe, and therefore it openly invites the concept of creation. He was not happy for religion to be coming into his science. Just recently, I saw a video on the internet of a professor of nuclear engineering who was asked, I've seen all these crosses on your wall. Are you a man of religion masquerading as a scientist? The thought there was that to be involved in science, to, to do that kind of thing means you cannot be religious. There seems to be a clash. And what we often find is that the right questions, or rather some of the questions, are missed entirely. See, science answers the question of what or how. I remember my uh, biology teacher when I was in secondary school explaining a a normal cycle, a process that happens in the world, and then saying quite enthusiastically, so it's not that God does it, this is how it happens. She was answering the question of what and how. This is what happens and this is how it happens. But there's some crucial questions missing there. The questions which are missing are who and why. To put it like this, if you think about a kettle being boiled, someone says, why is the kettle boiling? And you could say, well, it's boiling because uh, energy from, uh, heat from uh, heat energy is being applied to it, and that's causing the molecules of water to reacting in a certain way, and blah, 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 I'm not going to pretend I know physics. There's an exothermic reaction, and you end up with hot water. But someone else may say, no, it's boiling because I wanted a cup of tea. So the first answer is how. How is it boiling? But only the person who has began that process can tell you the why. Only they know the purpose for which that process is happening. Now, unfortunately, what's very common today is a view called nihilism, this view that all that exists is matter, what we can touch and feel. And therefore, there is no purpose to anything. Purpose requires something more than what is already there. But the statement of the Bible and today's line in the creed together are incompatible with this view. There is 
purpose. Because there is a who, there is therefore a why. When authors of scripture find themselves enthralled with creation, looking out at what is before them, it always leads them not to wonder in this thing in itself, but to look to the maker behind it, to find themselves staring at the creator. They say, if this is this beautiful, how beautiful must be the one who made it? What is his purpose in reaching down to us, the one who can make all this? It causes questions of who and why, because we're enthralled with the what. In every speck of creation, God's glory is somehow shown to us. Even among the muck of life, we see the glory of a designer. When you see an incredible painting, you don't merely assume that the person who, uh, that, that there must be a person who painted it. It's not merely, oh, there was a painter. You also acknowledge how skilled they must be. You praise them for their skill with a brush. You, you praise them for their ability to bring to life such beauty. When someone does an intricate mechanical design, it's not as simple as, well, thanks very much, that's useful. We say, I could never have thought of that. How clever you must be to deal with all these kind of things. When we see creation, it's not, it's not good enough to simply say there must be a creator. It draws us to him to see his glory. John Calvin said this phrase, there is not one blade of grass, not one color in this world that is not intended to make us rejoice. The beauty that we see in the world is intended to take us back to its creator. And this purpose, this why, even includes you and I. We're not cosmic accidents with no purpose. So many children are unfortunately taught today that they come from nowhere, they are going nowhere, and that intrinsically they mean nothing. But somehow you're also very special and need to be cared for. It's no wonder that so many of them are confused as to their worth. But we know that God has created us as part of his glorious creation. The Bible calls us vice-regents, kings and queens over his creation. We have a job to have dominion over it, to care for it, to rule it, to do everything we do in it for the glory of the one who made it. And so those questions, what, who and why, are really quite simple. Who? God. What? The heavens and the earth. Why? So his glory might be displayed. And so let's reflect this week, today, as we go out on the glory of God, on the maker of heaven and earth, God the Father Almighty. Thanks very much for joining with me this morning, guys, and I'll see you later. Bye.